morning, everyone. Life just goes on, doesn't it? Every week, here we are. Just like clockwork. Get up tomorrow morning. So the joke goes, unless you're preaching, you got work to do. <laughs> right, Phil? <laughs> um, you just go, you got the same routine every single day. And when we look at this, life happens all along the way. It's just think about everything that goes on. And then you read the book of Proverbs, and you hit right between the eyes. Proverbs, um, some have stated that when, when they read Proverbs, they take it as, as law, as if it is a commandment that if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And we know if we were to take that literally, most of the Proverbs would not be true 100% of the time. They are wise sayings. It helps us for daily living. It helps us if we want to have happier, more fulfilling lives. And when I say happy, I'm not talking from a worldly standpoint. I'm talking about really having fulfilled lives. And there's even passages that bring this point out. But ultimately, it's because when we live by faith, it is through God's wisdom that we have such and have the ability to do so. Um, I mean, just look at your own lives. You live without God, live without his wise sayings, and we see the fruit. You live in his word. You live in a manner that desires to please his will. It doesn't make your life easier, but boy... Is a lot more purpose, if not eternally purpose, more fulfilling. And I can say that even from personal experience. And so we need this kind of wisdom, especially in light of the fact that when we look at life, it continues to take place every single day. Consider some of these things. Go from birth. Just the experience of birth. And all the ups and downs. People who are crying for joy or crying out of sorrow because of someone's birth. You think it's just the happiest thing in the world, but not everyone looks at it that way. You go th through life, and as a youngster, you, you go to school. Then you grow up, and, and we talk about life really beginning once they graduate from high school, and now life begins. You, you get a job, or you get married, you get divorced. That happens in life. That's a reality of what takes place. And ultimately, unless the Lord has come, you will die. Everyone goes through that. Those are major milestone events in, in, human, life, in human living. And we talk about our relationships. Life takes place in all facets of relationships that we have. You, you have your family. You have your friends. You have enemies. You have your coworkers. You have brothers and sisters in Christ, your neighbors. All kinds of relationships within this thing called life. And then, of course, all the decision-making that goes on in life. I mean, what kind of clothes are you wearing today? From small decisions like that to huge decisions like getting married or having that decision that some have gone through with that divorce. Or some have talked about, as I was talking to, Miss May was talking to me about with family members where... You have to make a decision. You know, your, your, loved was in, your loved one is on life support. Do you pull the plug? I mean, huge decisions. 
You've got moral decisions and amoral, non-moral decisions that you make. And through all of these things, life continues on, just as it always has since the beginning. I want you to look at Ecclesiastes 3 with this in mind. And we're going to go back to Proverbs chapter 4 and look at the proverb that was read for us um, by Jordan and look at some of the things that are in this wise saying that helps us with day-to-day living. Nothing that I'm going to share with you is going to be new that you haven't already heard. But sometimes we need to do a self-check, an evaluation to see where our lives are at right now, how we are living our lives. And that's the intent of this morning's sermon. So in Ecclesiastes 3, it says here in chapter 3, verse 1, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing a time to gain and a time to lose a time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to sow excuse me tear my bad A time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. This was written thousands of years ago, you know, close to 3,000 years ago, and nothing has changed. We still have the same sun that comes up and, and sets, and through all of these things, life continues to happen. I had this conversation with Julie about two, well, maybe not quite two weeks ago. I said, "Hun, how is it that something can take place? You make eggs for breakfast. And I'm not using that as the illustration of our conversation, but you do something like that mundane. And to someone, it's like, wow, the best breakfast ever. And to the next person, can we have Pop-Tarts? Something mundane like that. And just that little thing of making eggs can affect the relationship that you have with spouse or children. Something mundane like that. And every day, people are looking at the very same event, and they take all their their life experiences along with the current attitude. And that same event is looked at in such a different light. I learned of this very concept, and, but, but didn't really marvel over it till years later, but learned of the concept when, when um, I was just turned 21. I was working at a place called Mid-Nebraska Mental Retardation Services, working with elderly, and I would live at this house and, and care for the elderly, and, and um, I got called in by my manager one day, she said, Mitch, the turnover rate for this job that we are in is extremely high. Not many people last long because it's, it's a very difficult work. 
but you come in with a smile every single day. What's your secret? As if I had any secrets to go on. I'm just, you know, that, that, that mindset of, I have no idea what you're asking about or talking about. But um, all I could answer her was, and I kind of stretched my arms out, I'm a Christian. She goes, tell me about your Christ. It's amazing because the opportunity to share the gospel with someone just months after I became a Christian because of the outlook of life. And I know not every single day is like that where you're happy. You know, I mean, not everyone's going to live that way. But there's something to be said for the outlook on every situation. And, and when you can have someone that has a mindset that looks at a situation and says, yuck. And another person says, I like the challenge. Same event. You see, every day, life is happening, and people are bringing in their attitudes and their life experiences to the next moment. And how you go forward really shapes the way you're walking with the Lord. I can tell you that just from biblical passages that make this point, and that's why we're looking at Proverbs 4, among other passages. But I can tell you that from personal experience that, that I can see it in your lives. When, when two people can look at the same exact event and have such different outlooks, where one is such a healthy outlook, and one can bring you to your knees. And I want, us to, I want you to see the difference in that outlook, and that is right here. So getting at the heart of the matter, so to speak, and I'm using um, this picture of the heart from a standpoint that Proverbs 4 personifies wisdom through the sun saying, I want you to employ all of your life from your head to your toes to wisdom. And it's going to be an attitude in which when you look at certain instructions, when you look at certain events in life, that when you apply this, this type of wisdom... From God's perspective, it gives you a certain attitude that I believe is helpful to your cause in your walk with the Lord. So I want us to look at some of these things. In Proverbs 4, again, in verse 23, I want you to look at what's being said here. Proverbs 4, one more time. Let me get, get to the text here. The writer says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of the heart springs the issues of life. The writer basically is saying, I want you to keep guard your heart. Be very diligent about guarding your heart because it is from your heart flows what takes place in your life. In other words, your heart is going to be the source by which these things take place. Well, that's very interesting because from a... Where's Sawyer? There you are. Sorry, sorry. Loves right uh, getting into philosophy and everything. You got this chicken and egg mindset. Well, what takes place? Is it your environment that shapes you, or is it you that that can shape the environment? And the writer's not focusing on that. He's basically saying it is from your heart the issues of life spring forth. And I believe there's something to be said for on both ends, and there's scriptures to make on both uh, cases on both ends. But I want you to notice what's being said here and how it's applied through this proverb. You see, you take your thoughts, 
over a particular event, like the egg illustration for breakfast. And you can say, hey, this is food. This is good for me. This is healthy. And I'm going to eat it with Thanksgiving because I have food. Or that's not what I wanted. Can you make me something else? Can I just complain right now that this is not matching up with my taste buds? <laughs> something along those lines, you know? And, and you go on. Say, it's just the same old egg. You look at things. And I know I'm using a very simple illustration, but I want you to apply that to all situations of life, to all the issues of life that can take place in your daily living. And when that happens, your thoughts get shaped. And when your thoughts are shaped, then your speech and your behavior flows from that. Now look at your own lives. What's going on in your day-to-day living? Because every one of us, to a lesser or greater degree, we have our burdens. We have happy moments that we get to celebrate, and we have moments that we wonder, how can I make it through today? That happens. That's every single person. But how you go through that is because of the heart that you have. I mean, Jesus was teaching this in Luke chapter 6 and verse 45, talking about the Pharisees and their evil hearts and saying, how can you who are evil do good things? And he goes on in verse 45 and he says, you know, if you, you make the tree good, you have good fruit. Bad tree, bad fruit. And, and with the heart illustration of verse 45, excuse me, you got this mindset, if you got a good heart, good things come from it. Bad heart, reaping and sowing. So you have this situation, someone loves and someone hates. Same situation. Another person behaves selflessly, another selfishly. I'll give you, last night was my, mo- uh, my most recent selfish, and I got lots of them, uh, selfish event. Yesterday we're celebrating Carolyn's birthday and we, we go out um, Allie has a gathering at the house, and so we, Julie and I take the younger kids out, and, we, and as we're coming home, we're, you know, enjoying the evening. Well, we get home, everyone's ready to go to bed. Guess what we don't have that a family of 50 people need? <laughs> milk. You got to have milk every day, apparently, in our house, so you, you do, otherwise life cannot function. And my bride, in a most discreet manner, says, we've run out of milk. And me, typical fashion is, who's going to get it? <laughs> selfishness. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm serious, selfishness, because I didn't want to get the milk. That's while putting the sermon together still. Knowing this sermon is coming up and looking at an outlook of life, I saw as an opportunity where I could be selfish or I could serve my family. It's just going out to get milk. But it's easy when you're selfish to justify, well, I'd have to do this, this, and this. I have to do it when I'm supposed to be doing this. I mean, all kinds of excuses or reasons. But really, selflessness or selfishness, same event. When you're speaking to someone about whatever your disagreements are, you have graciousness or rudeness. I mean, one extreme to the other. When you're working, you're either diligent or you're lazy or one within that extreme. That's same event, same work that takes place every single day, same tasks, 
Life continues to be the same thing. So how do you go about doing so? And of course, it stems from the heart. And that is why when we look at the scriptures, it's very clear that what is true physically in life is true spiritually in life. I know this is a gross picture for many of you, but that's okay. I'm still going to put, I still wanted to put it up here. Here's a healthy body, healthy organs. I mean, that's gross enough. Now I'll take the ugly one. You know, what you put in your body has a lot to do with what comes out, right? You, you live healthy. You have a healthy diet, so to speak, and a healthy life. Ever since getting back from the tournament, I have been pigging out on junk food. And I mean, I've gained five pounds, a good solid five pounds. I'm feeling it already. <laughs> and, and I feel yucky. I know the truth on this. And yet, I want to eat the junk food. What do we do spiritually? You know, what you put in your body is what you're going to get out. And so in Proverbs 12 and verse 25 is a very, very clear statement. And I want you to read that with me. The writer says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. This is written thousands of years ago. But a good word makes it glad. You know how nice it is to build each other up? When, when, when I see everyone, and, and I was remembering this passage and listening to people who are talking to each other this morning and I hear words of, well, you did such and such a you know, great job with so-and-so or, or you did this w- very well and um, someone's discouraged and, and you put your arm around them and you say a kind word and all of a sudden they're just that much better. Amazing. The same individual that can be filled with anxiety even though we know passages that tell us, you know, be anxious for nothing, right? Give thanks to the Lord in everything. We know those passages, but there are times in which we get filled up with things that bring us down and it affects the heart, the very opposite end of what Proverbs 4 verse 23 was talking about. So when we have passages like this, it's not just what's in our heart, but what fills it up. And my question to you is, what are you filling up your heart with? Because every single day when we hear these sermons every Sunday about, like last week, you know, becoming servants for the Lord, voluntary servants for the Lord, and and being lifelong servants for the Lord, it is a decision that we are making and we're committing ourselves to. But once that decision has been made and we go through the day-to-day process, sometimes that, that commitment level is not there when we made that initial commitment that happens in life. Again, life happens. But what are you filling it up so that the consistency, the lifestyle of what you're living takes place? I'll say this. When you go through Proverbs 4, there's something to be said for the text here and what's being taught. And I want you to listen to some of these words. Again, verses 20 through 27. Listen to and set your sight on godly wisdom. Okay, so interestingly enough, we've got Bible classes, we've got Bible readings in the bulletin that you can follow through. You know, Richard is mentioning 2% out of the week and what, listen, 24-7, we have a relationship with the Lord. We know that, right? So 24-7, 
What are you filling your time with? Knowing that you have responsibilities to your spouse and to your children, to your family, to your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers. You know you have those kinds of responsibilities that, that take place in life. But how you manage those relationships, how you manage those life events stem from a passage like this. And so if we're going to take in godly wisdom, if we're going to listen to it, set our sights on it, so that what God wants is how I want to live my life, you're going to find yourself in situations that the door will be open to you to share the gospel because of putting yourself in that place. Putting, your pla- putting yourself in a place to serve, in a place to, to talk to people, and to be that voice as a representation of God himself. I mean, that's what we are, right? Ambassadors of God. That we get to speak forth his wisdom because it's taken in our lives. That's what we need. That we would stay away from a deceitful or devious mouth, verse 24. That our eyes would be focused on this path and we'd be focused on our feet so that we do not stumble. So in other words, we're very aware of what's going on, like the temptations that are right before us. So that I don't stumble, I'm aware of where I'm going. That's what Proverbs 4 is using. And so he takes the the eyes, the ears, um, the feet, the heart, and he wraps it all up with the whole body that this will be healthy to your flesh if you heed these sayings. That's what he's saying. So what does that look like then in life? Well, think about it. That passage is saying that out of the heart flows the issues of life in Proverbs 4.23. There are passages that we were um, brushing by this morning, but we were talking about more explicitly in previous classes in the book of Genesis, in that the heart of man is evil continuously, right? Genesis chapter 6, always evil, according to Genesis. How do you fill up a mind that's always evil? You fill it up with God. That's the whole reason for our need for salvation, brethren. It's the reason why we need to be sharing the gospel with our neighbors. You look at the world that we live in today and we wonder, I mean, how how much more chaotic can it become? It can get a whole lot more chaotic. I mean, remember just how bad the, the earth was that God destroyed the entire world because of how evil man was. It can get worse. But when you have God living in you, it changes everything. From a sowing and reaping standpoint, I go to uh, live away from home at a boarding school, influenced by the environment, and come away with a foul mouth. That's what happened. When I became a Christian, that foul mouth went away. The foul living went away. I'm not saying I didn't have moments that are foul, but that was no longer my lifestyle. There are moments that I still sin, but that's not my lifestyle. It's because there's fellowship with God. And when God rules your heart and rules your life and you walk in him, Or Romans chapter 8, you walk in the spirit of God. 
You have a very different way of looking at life. You have a very different way of living your life. And you share that with others. When you are filled with the word of God, Psalm 119, which is great for the young, right? Look at that passage. Great acrostic. From, from beginning to end, you filled your life with the will of God, with his commandments, his statutes. Then pretty soon, you're like one of those people that, I don't know, you're filled with the word of God. What happens when you're filled with the word of God? You think more like him. You love more the, like the way he loves. I'm not saying that this is the end all, but you have to have this filling up your heart. And sometimes when we take a self-evaluation, realize we get stuck in the, what's called the rat race of life and wonder why things are falling apart when God is missing. His word is missing. His commandments are not like honey anymore. They're burdensome. Again, that perspective of how you look at God. And of course, what about God's people? Do you realize that when God brought you into his body, into his kingdom, he brought you into a family of other believers who are in your same situation, the difficulties of life. Do you not know that each and every one of you become a blessing to the other? You cannot have that blessing if you're not taking, taking that blessing and, and using it. It's hard to be built up in Christ when you're not around to be built up. And it's easy for us to shy away from one another, to stay away from each other, to live our own lives and not have those blessings. But when you do, when you spend time with the people of God, you find encouragement. You find moments of fellowship that only bring you even closer together. Look at the passage in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. This is a passage that employs a lot within the small, small verse. And I want you to read it because we're all in the same situation. If we walk in the light, as he, our God, is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Think about that. You walk in the light because you are walking with God. You have fellowship with all those who are walking in the light. And it's self-reciprocating. You're talking about this fellowship that feeds off of each other where we continuously build each other up. And what we see is a healthy body. I mean... Our God cleanses us from all of our sins. But this passage is very similar to Ephesians chapter 4, that when the body is healthy, where every joint is doing what it supplies to the actual body itself, every joint, every muscle, every part of the body doing what it's supposed to do, you have a healthy body. The body of Christ is, is pure. It's holy. That's because everyone's on the same page. Your, your life events are still going to take place. Every single day, we're still going to have those very moments that can bring upon anxiety. 
or we can face it knowing that we put our trust in the Lord that everything is going to work out. And we'll have peace. Same event of life. Same relationship. You know, I'm not saying same quality of relationship, same relationship. But the quality can be so much greater because it's found in Christ Jesus. And it's found on his wisdom. What a huge outlook to change. I want to close with this. When, when you look at life, it's a simple matter of reaping and so, I mean, sowing and reaping. I know that we can get into um, nuances and what have you, but by and large, that's what we're talking about, right? So you look at the different soils of Matthew 13, right? You got the rocky ground. You got the one with the uh, weeds, and you got the good heart, good soil. You got the ones that didn't even get to germinate. They all represent general lifestyles. Is your heart good? That's the bottom line. It was either good or it's not good. If it's good, it's going to bring forth good fruit. And I want you to know you are made good in Christ Jesus because God gives you what you need for everlasting life. He gives you everything that pertains to life and godliness. So you have that opportunity for that. And so, again, give attention to my words, this motherly figure says to her son. <laughs> Don't let them depart from your sight. Keep them, these words of mine, in your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. The words of salvation that come through Jesus Christ brings you that health. The great physician wants you to feed on him, to be healed by him, to grow the best way that you can for his glory. And all that is not so that you can just have this better life here we're talking about having fellowship with god for eternity and wanting everyone else to have the same blessing so there's nothing new that i've shared with you what i am reminding you of is the attitude the heart and is your heart right with god isn't that the song did you know what i was going to preach on Point being is that when, when you look at this, I, and by the way, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I love how all these songs, sometimes we, we, we work together as the song leaders and with the sermon, sometimes it just comes together perfectly. <laughs> Praise God for his providence. <laughs> is your heart right with God? To the sinner who's not in the kingdom of our Lord, it is for your benefit to enter into the kingdom of our God. It is for your benefit that he can change you and you can have a life that really is well-pleasing to God and can bring joy to many others. You may be the very conduit of salvation to the next person. And for my brothers and sisters in Christ, in the Lord, rejoice. That comes with an attitude. You can have that. That's the free will that God has given you. Wise words will do that. If you accept those wise sayings, you can have that relationship with him if you've not been enjoying your life and your walk in Christ. I'm not saying it's an easy life. I'm not saying that you have better living per se, but the better quality of living. That when you suffer, you suffer in peace for the Lord.
for his glory. That when you rejoice, you rejoice even greater than people that have no hope that is eternal. You can have that. Why not take advantage of that right now as together we stand and sing?